Welcome back to What You Will Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. Hola, hermano. I'm Adam Jones. Uh, today we're reviewing Chapter 1, You Have the Power to Change Stuff by Daniel Flynn, the co-founder of Thank You. Yeah, so this is uh, what originally started as Thank You Water, the water bottles that's branched out to, what, 35 different products across food, personal care, and water. Um, it's pretty, getting pretty big. It's, pretty, it's very big in Australia. Yeah, it's not yet international. So if you're from overseas, look out for Thank You Water. If it comes, it's a it's a new concept that kind of challenges the capitalist kind of model of profit, mm. and uh, puts puts the money. It's a social enterprise basically. Yeah, puts the money into water projects around the world. Yeah, it's um it's a pretty phenomenal thing, isn't it? Yeah, and a pretty phenomenal book. Yeah, I, I thought it was incredible. You so, have the power to change stuff. Yeah, yeah. this was uh, recommend, recommended to me by my brother. So yeah, bought it straight away and. Thought it'd be worth reviewing, and it's yeah, been fucking incredible book. Yeah, nice. It's a, it's um a book. The physical book itself challenges the, uh, um, what a book is, I guess. Um, in that it's, I only just sort of realised when I started reading the next book, it's written the the wrong way, <laughs> like as in, uh, so it's written like landscape. Uh, so not left to right. Like it's, if you open a normal book, you'd think it was sideways. Um, and then you, so you're reading sort of top to bottom the other way, but yeah, I sort of like, like from, from the halfway through the book, it just seemed normal yeah. until I've read the next book. I'm like, Oh, this is, Oh, hang on. The other one's the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. So he mentions at some stage at the start of the book, why aren't books landscapes? So the purpose of the, of putting it this way was to challenge your thinking. So in his opinion, if you move past the mental boundaries at the start of the normal way of reading it, actually there's a lot of big benefits of actually reading this way. So mm. You can hold it with one hand, keeping the other hand free, and yeah, it's probably quicker to read. And by the end of it, I almost prefer reading that way. What do you reckon? Yeah, I actually liked, I found, I don't know, I thought it was a bit slower at the start, but then by the end, I was definitely reading quicker. Yeah. And I, I was able to like rest it on something and just flip it over as, a, as opposed to holding it. Mm. Yeah, so, so it was good. Yeah, very good. So yeah, the whole purpose of the book is for the reader to actually just convince you chapter one you have the power to change stuff. So you actually, in your life, with your dreams and everything, you can actually do stuff in your life and, and have an impact on, on the world. So with yeah. this story, they, these were basically just three uni students. They weren't, they weren't anything, anything special. They were like no. 17, 18 years old. And so this Daniel Flynn guy, he, he grew up thinking, looking into the developing countries, thinking, fuck, this world problem is pretty big, like the water crisis in the world, you know, there's a billion of people going to bed hungry yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So he, he originally wanted to be a property developer. Mm. But then growing up and the more he researched into these problems, he thought, fuck, he was walking down Melbourne and he saw these $3.5 million yachts and thinking, fuck, what happens if one person uh, decided to just donate to water water projects? So he did a little quick computation and there was, yeah, three point seven five million dollars and and whatever divided by bottles of water and, and it worked out he had the pet that person could have impacted two hundred thousand people's lives mm. with that choice of helping people as opposed to just helping himself with buying a yacht. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he said that there's one billion people in extreme poverty mm. and then there's six billion people that aren't. And so rather than having these big corporations that uh, that benefit a few people. Um, at the top, the owners are building their empires and their their share price. Uh, instead, their company is all about 
It's 100% owned by a charitable trust. Um, and 100% of the money, of the profits, is used to fund these projects. So they started with Thank You Water funding water projects, and then their food range funds food projects, and their body care range um, funds like sanitation hygiene projects. So it's pretty impressive stuff. I think at the, at the start, uh, they realized that the bottled water industry was like $600 million per year. And uh, they thought, well, if we could just get a small chunk of that and direct it away from the, the big corporations into developing countries, that would yeah, change a, a hell of a lot of lives. Yeah. So putting that in context, these, that's a huge question to ask. If you're like at university and you don't really have much experience in business or whatever, and so their dream was to take on the big water corporations with no knowledge of the, of the whole industry. So yeah. they were going in with no idea, these young hotshots. So they started out borrowing their dad's suit and then just going to uh, going to meetings with manufacturers and just pitching they're going to change the world or whatever. And everyone's like, yeah. Some people are like, yeah, get fucked or whatever. Yeah. But then, yeah, their persistence uh, kind of got them to a place and they finally got 20K from as a, a donation to some, from someone who believed in the cause. Mm. And then from there, they they uh, yeah started going to places and they started producing water and stuff. And yeah, they had some pretty wild challenges. Yeah, absolutely, man. I got taken on the ride in this book um, in that it just like everything seemed to be against them. Every time they work something out, there's another hurdle, another stumbling block. Uh, it just seemed like everything everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Mm. And so it was a bit refreshing after um, reading Trump a week or two ago where <laughs> everything just worked out perfectly. Yeah. That like you, you saw that there were challenges every step along the way, whether it was the bottles themselves the lids, they had a fair few issues with the lids, getting it into stores, trans everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Yeah. Um so it was a bit it was a hard slog for basically three or four years. Yeah, but yeah, so what he they thought so there's in uh in chapter one point two, so his his belief in these challenges was that these are actually learnings. So I guess like having that mindset that, that these problems they're having can teach them something as opposed to oh fuck why yeah. the world doing this to me, why is everything so hard? They use the challenges to, to find out uh, better ways of uh, promoting their business. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's what he, they, it sort of came from, is that individuals have more power than we realize if we work together. And so it's like, well, will you be content to settle for a convenient life or will you pursue something bigger? And they were pursuing something bigger and still are pursuing much, much bigger things. Because it's, it's still, like, it's big so far, but it's still relatively small and that it's confined to Australia. Yeah. So, yeah, it's big things to come. So, yeah, at the, at the end of every chapter, there's they have oh, questions or some thoughts to take away, which is pretty good. So, at the end of this particular chapter, it is like, yeah, what when, when something bad happens, if you've got this big dream or whatever, what can I learn from this? Yeah. And also, hardships prepare ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. I love it. And, yeah, small wins can make the difference. So, if you have these core beliefs kind of thing going mm. on if you if you're after something then i guess you can just get past anything it's, it's easier said than done though <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah so, definitely so yeah pretty inspiring story uh inspiring chapter i'd say that one yeah uh so was that 1.2 1.3 uh, or both don't know <laughs> <laughs> sorry man i'm just trying to keep up no that's good i um <laughs> yeah I found that this book, uh, just to go a bit broader than the, the... I found it really good, man. So we've done three or four of these biography, autobiography-style books. I really like this one in that it 
at the end of every chapter, it gave like the top five things to remember. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was helpful that there was that uh, that structure there, and uh, it was easy to go back yeah. <laughs> back and reread to review. <laughs> but I thought it was yeah, I thought it was really good. Do you want to talk about some of the the crazy crazy fucking stories they they had? Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll go to that. So they so they they started going. They had some challenges, but they weren't really hitting the big time yet. No, I think I, I think that's what like in the first three years they did like. Seven thousand dollars profit, and then like the year two and year three were about twenty thousand yeah, dollars profit. So, so it's sort of like if 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 those three people just went and worked full time and earned sixty k a year, that would have been you know half a mil in salaries between the three of them. They could have donated instead, as opposed to they're just sitting on fifty k mm. of profit. But it was sort of like it, things are building. It's definitely built from there. Definitely. So it's building, and then they had a kind of pattern. So they'd get. They get in the in the door in the in the room and they'd be able to pitch to a, a McDonald's or some of the big companies and then they'd work through it and then after you know a few months at, at one stage I think with McDonald's might have been twelve months they finally mm. said look we don't we don't know if people are going to buy your water mm. so when they finally got in the room with Coles and Woolworths these, so in Australia these are the big what well, like say the Walmart of the USA kind of kind of companies so what they did then was before the meeting they thought fuck. We need to convince Woolworths and Coles that people are going to buy our water. So they, they already had a bit of a Facebook following. So they posted, first of all, they posted like, you need to convince, sorry, I think I'm getting it mixed up with 7-Eleven. So for 7-Eleven. Similar, similar, similar yeah. tactics. Yeah. So 7-Eleven, they, they posted, we need to convince 7-Eleven that people are going to buy our products. Yeah. So then everyone flooded 7-Eleven's Facebook yeah. page and sites and phone calls and everything to convince that they will buy a thank you water if it yeah. is in 7-Eleven. Yeah, they had people like making videos, writing letters. Yeah. They even had some celebrity endorsements um, and stuff like that. Just, yeah, basically flooded their Facebook page. Yeah. This is what, 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. Yeah, and then uh, and then they, I reckon they times 10 that by their next marketing campaign. With, oh, yeah. So this was the one with Coles and Woolworths. So before the meeting or during the meeting, they, they organized for a helicopter to uh, fly past the offices of Woolworths and Coles, where they got hundreds of employees yeah. in the office saying, "Hey, Woolworths, dear Coles, sorry, dear Coles, thank you for changing the world. If you say yes, mm. and then they said to Woolworths, hi, Woolworths, together we can change the world. If you say yes, so yeah. before the meeting, like these big dogs have never seen anything like this in in a pitch, like yeah. a fucking helicopter going past, and yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> and they even had the so the so they had that as like their offline strategy to to get that uh, visible visibility. They also had a, a similar online to that Seven Eleven where they had shitloads of videos, songs, posts, um, and they even had because they had a bit of a feature on Sunrise as well, the morning morning TV breakfast show, uh, where Sunrise sort of backed them, um, did a good good story on them. Koshi seems like a bit of a legend. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so they they built the online through there, the offline through the. Um, through the helicopters, you say they, they did they have a truck built big yeah, mobile have... billboard going around the city as well. Yeah, yeah it's but, crazy. But the I guess the more crazy thing than all of this is because they were not for profit; they didn't have money. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they so they did all of this. They had ten staff and they had no money, and it, basically all of it was donated by people. Yeah, so they got a helicopter donated, the pilots donated their time, someone else donated a sign. Um, <laughs> yeah, every, everything was donated. Crazy. So the yeah, the guys at Col- Coles and Woolworths are like, "Fuck, we haven't seen an advertising campaign anything, anything like this yeah. marketing campaign." So yeah, they just through this crazy thinking, and, and you don't need money to have the kind of thinking they did. They're just, yeah. just wild ideas, yeah. natural thinking. Yeah, and for they sure. Finally, had their break, and they are 
all of a sudden they're in the biggest two distributors of, of water in, in Australia. Yeah, correct. And that's when they even went from from water, and that's when they expanded to like 18 different yeah, products. That's right. yeah. And that's a, the, I guess the, all the challenges they had were like, okay, well, yeah, I guess you did all this with water, but how are you going to do the same thing with food and with um, personal care, hand lotions, body wash, stuff like that? Yeah. But yeah, they managed to get them all in. Definitely. And the, I guess the big thing is, because Coles and Woolworths are the two biggest things, it sort of helped that one was keen and the other was keen to do it. They didn't want just one supermarket to have full advantage, so the other supermarket saw, fuck, if they're doing it, we better do it as well. Yeah. So that probably helped a bit. Definitely. So I'd like to backtrack a little bit yep. from, from back to a bit of their challenges. So there's yeah. a stage where Daniel was about to not do anything, but a really yeah. interesting part of the book so he's about to give it up, and then he was watching Bruce Almighty one night, and uh, yeah. <laughs> he's got Jim Carrey fucking yelling out to God, um, what does he ask, something like, oh, give me a sign, give me a sign, God, and he's like <laughs> driving his Lamborghini or something, and he, yeah. do you know, have you seen the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember seeing it too well, but then he's like, he's saying, wrong way, go back, bridge close, or whatever, and he yeah. keeps driving anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyway, Daniel did the same thing, he's like, fuck, you know, I'm, I'm mm. struggling here, God, if this will work. Give me a sign, and they're like, he's not a religious dude or anything. But he, no, he is. He is. He is. Okay, yeah, yeah. he's not a religious dude then. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you opened up the Bible, and the first thing you read is the poor and needy search for water yet find none. Their tongues are parched with thirst, but I, the Lord, have heard their cry. Yeah. So that's literally. You said he went to the Bible, just opened it up to a random page, mm-hmm. didn't flick, at, at, just opened up to a page somewhere in the middle, and that was the first two sentences he saw. Yeah, yeah, they need water. So you should yeah. try that one day. See what happens. Open up, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, mate. So that was a fair sign. That's a, that's when he was like, because he's yeah, he's he's very religious, and that's when he was like, well, yeah, okay, we're onto something here. Yeah, I think that's that's a good sign. Yeah, I reckon I. I'm not religious myself, but I I reckon that's crap. a good. Yeah. Hey God, do you exist? Like, oh, I don't know if it works for us. Doesn't does it? I don't know. Oh, he went through like the church for twenty years. Oh, so we can start going to church. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, but that's, there's so many religions. How can you pick one to yeah. to commit to? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, still <laughs> maybe we'll review the Bible. Maybe that'll make yeah, that'd be on a good side of God. That man, get, that'd be get big dog. Man, I'd be down for that. I haven't read it. <laughs> I haven't read it before. I'd be open to it. Interesting. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's basically the story. So then they got all the products, but uh, at the end of the book, it starts going into like the other bigger concepts as well which is a very common one is is fear so mm. he has a, he has a big chip, chapter on fear and yeah. obviously he went through it doing something so wild and ridiculous like an 18 year old with his huge dream there's obviously a lot of fear and a lot of people telling him no you can't you can't fucking do that yeah so he says literally everyone said you can't do yeah, that yeah exactly <laughs> so he says the fear of failure has killed more dreams than failure itself yeah so greatest the greatest lessons that come in the ashes of failure yeah, I love that. So man. failure leads to learning, which leads to success. You'd think the culture of failure would be embraced, but probably not the case in, especially in in Western culture, where you, if you get a, a B or if you get an F or something, it's it's not good. It's mm. not good, and then people might be turned away from that subject rather than you know find learning. So our approach to failure is probably inherently not not productive for what we want to do, right? Oh, definitely, man. But what I found, the, the, so I guess one of the bigger things for him personally was he started young. So he got started early just like he'd buy a slab of cans of Cokes, yeah. take him to school. The canteen was selling Cokes at the canteen for two bucks. He'd buy a slab and sell it for a buck. 
um, until he got caught out and shut down. But so he's doing things like that. I think he saw Gobstoppers at one stage yeah. as well. <laughs> it's not it's Yeah, but then he like he did things like a bit of foreign exchange trading, which we've um, I've had a fair bit of experience with. Yeah, sure, <laughs> no good. <laughs> <laughs> Better recently though. Yeah, get back on it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so he did all the a lot of these things. He got scammed by a mobile phone company as well. He tried to import a bunch of mobile phones, but basically, like he said, he had people like. You know, laughing at him every failure, but he said that you know he was able to build this resilience against failure. He'd gone through you know four or five failures early on, so then when he was nineteen and had this big idea, it sort of didn't matter as much if he failed. He was learning to fail fast as well, so that's a big one he talks about is failing fast. If something's not going to work, find out as soon as you can, so you waste as little time and money on it as possible, and move on to the next thing. Yeah, no, I guess the fear is that this is the one thing that's stopping fail- failing fast. I guess the Everyone yeah. deals with, even like they say, the biggest dogs in the world probably still have fear, but they just just yeah. fucking realise for, for what it is, and then yeah, then yeah, can get rid of it. So yeah, on on topic. So he says, when ten out of ten people think you've got it wrong, you probably do. Or, but there's also a chance you're about to go on to do something that the world hasn't seen before. Yeah. So yeah, another, another example is lateral thinking toward his issues. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Um, what do you want to talk about next? Uh so I'd like to say, so toward the end, one point, chapter 1.13, <clears throat> so very similar to a few of the books we've covered. Like, so, when, so the chapter title is Choose Remarkable. So when we yeah. grow up as kids, you don't really have these things blocking you or whatever, but somewhere along the way, you, you slowly lose this, your dreams. Yeah, that's it. Remarkable. Kids, that's what he says. Like kids don't have any restrictions. Like kids want to be a firefighter, a helicopter pilot, a doctor, whatever it is that they want to be and they want to do, they don't see the, the that it's not possible. They always think whatever they want to do, they can do. But is it, somewhere along the line, we start to question ourselves and think, oh, maybe I can't do all these things. Maybe I'll just get uni and just have a 40-year career yeah. and be a lawyer. And, <laughs> yeah. and then like the excitement just, just can start dying. And yeah. It takes a bit of digging maybe to find your, uh, your old dreams you stuff. So that was mm. a... I yeah, think that was covered in uh, Life and Half a Second. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Life and Half a Second's a ripper. We're going to get Big Matty on in the next six weeks as well. Yeah. He's locked in yeah, for the uh, end of the year. So, uh, so yeah, the, the ending quote of the book is uh, it's one from Steve Jobs. So, life can be broader once you discover the simple fact that everything around you was made by people no smarter than you. Mm. You can change, uh, you can influence it and build the things that you want for people to use or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Good delivery. <Yeah. laughs> Mate, I like, I like that he goes through a 10-step process to be yeah. remarkable. That was, that was pretty good. He said it's so simplistic, so generic, but he tried it and it works. It's pretty simple. Number Step one, have a thought or an idea. Step two, seek counsel or advice. Uh, but he, as a bit of a, um, as a, as a note to that, just because one person says you can't do it, don't stop there. Look for a whole bunch of different people as well, and even if they, you, you'll get you'll get some uh, a bit more structure to your idea. Uh, step three, take action. That's a you said that's a harder step. That's a bigger step. That's where that fear comes in. Yeah. Step three is take action. Step four, fail. Step five, learn. Step six, refine the idea. And step seven, take action again. Yep. <laughs> step eight, repeat. <laughs> so go through that process of taking action, failing, learning, refining, taking action again. Step nine, succeed. <laughs> step ten, enjoy. Yeah. And repeat. And repeat. <laughs> go again. 
Which oh, is sort of what they, I guess that's the process of water. They did that with water. Oh, totally. Then they enjoyed and then repeated with food and, and body care. Yeah. Now they're going to enjoy that. Now they're going to repeat by going to New Zealand and then going to the rest of the world. Yeah. They'll go, they'll fucking, they'll get around the world. You oh, after yeah. reading this story, it's like, this dude, impressive dude. Yeah. He's he'll he'll get around the world. And he'll get on the potty as well. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I've got three, three quotes. Yeah. Uh, Muhammad Ali, impossibi- impossibility is not a fact, it's an opinion. So just because a lot of people say it's impossible, that's just their opinion. That's not saying that it is definitely impossible. Mm. Like that one. Steve Jobs, the people who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones that do. Yeah. So yeah, Daniel, he's pretty crazy. He thinks he can change the world and he fucking he is. He, he did. Yeah, he, he is. is. Yeah. I think the most important, the, the, at the very start of the book as well, he said this book, the world doesn't need another book. It needs an idea that could change the course of history. So he didn't write the book because he thought, oh, I'm a success now. Everyone needs to hear my story. He says, this is chapter one. As in, yeah. this is, they're at the end of chapter one now. Chapter two through ten is still to come. And so that's why he needs people on board. Yeah. So it's like, it's the way I interpreted that. Is, it's like an invitation to the reader. This yeah. is chapter one. Do follow this and let this be the start of something big for yourself. Yeah. And then you can have... Ch- 10 more, more chapters to, uh, of, yeah. of whatever whatever dream you may have kind of thing. Yeah, that's sick. So, yeah. Love it, mate. So, what do you reckon yeah. overall? Who's- definitely worth a read. It's definitely more... It's uh, On one hand, I'd say it's for people who have a big idea that want to implement it. But at the same time, a big chunk of the book is saying that everyone can help. Like, consumers now have the power to choose uh, a bit more wisely how they spend their money or who they elect into government, mm. or things like that. Do you think something like this would work in, say, say for a product, you could have a social enterprise? What about the service in- industry? Say for engineering consultancies or something like that. Oh, so where yeah, they, sure. all the profit went into projects that serve the same purpose. So then, yeah. I know, the, only, the only challenge I see there is just the time. How do you charge the time? As in the person but, who does it. But still... The company's profit. So they still get the wages, yeah. but then the company's profit. That's sick. Just go purely to the projects and then That's you have it. a never ending cycle. So, it, mate, pitch in. Say thank you. You've got the food and water and products. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just do engineering. So, they in Australia, you can consult for big buildings here and all the profits go to build communities. Sustainable in, cities. In developing, yeah. Sustainable projects. Lock it in. Love it. Fuck <laughs> like, yeah. Um, mate, what did you. Th- oh, a question I was going to ask. The other thing is, you buy this uh, online and it's a bit of a pay what you want. Is it? Yes. It said you, so you go on there, you can pay whatever you want to buy it. Yeah, that's right. You bought these. How much did you pay for it? <laughs> uh, 20 bucks each. Okay, that's that's, so that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Just bought them. He said if, if you buy a copy for 50 bucks or more, your name goes in the, in chapter two, the next book he writes. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck, I wish I knew that. Yeah, fucking stingy. Anyway. <laughs> no, that's good. But yeah, love that. So yeah, all the... So if you out there, if you're listening... Buy this book Buy it, yeah. and the, have a read. It's good, definitely. Good and the read. money will go to a, a water project, so you can just have it on. Yeah, kitchen mate. You said, uh, how would you rate this book? You said it was top five, and then you sent me another message saying top three, and then you said it overtook or was on par with how. Oh, I, got, I think I was getting excited. I'll <laughs> <laughs> say that about a lot of things. But I'm eating. It's like, this is the best thing I've ever had. And, but yeah, be up there. It was good, me, totally. Yeah, yeah definitely up there. I think this is my favorite of the autobiography biography style that we've done. Yeah. Alright. Love it, mate. So, uh, uh, what's next? Oh, fucking four hour work week. Four That's hour exciting. work week, yes. That's going to be a big one. That's had a huge influence on both of us and a lot of people around the world. Who That's number like, three for me. Number three, four hour work week. Yeah. yeah. Probably get the same for me. Yeah. 
But yeah, looking forward to that one and uh, yeah, listen in and uh, should we... And then we'll get Daniel on. Get the big dog on, so sing away. Sing it. Yeah! Chapter 1 by Danny Flingham. You have the power to change stuff. Yeah! Thank you, Warner. Thank you, Warner. Locks in the seven stones. High five status quo in the face with a check. Get that helicopter. Pick it up, boys. <laughs> Impossibility is not a fact, it's an opinion. People who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world, they're the ones that do. Genuinely, yeah.